Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I'm Rick Hyland. Lately, we've been talking about all things how to help entrepreneurs scale their business. And we are in for a treat today because we have the CEO and founder of Rich Brands. Mr. Rich Kozak is here and he's been helping people uh, make their brand come alive and accelerate their impact. So Rich, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rick. It's great to be here. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love what your podcast stands for. And we're going to have some fun today. And if you happen to be listening to this one, grab a pen because you'll be writing some things down. Oh, we're, we're people really underestimate the power of brand to help scale their business. So I'm excited to get your many years of insights around this. But first, why don't you start us, Rich, with your background and how you got to this spot today? Well, that's an interesting question. I guess I would call myself from a young age, like 13, I was a serial entrepreneur. So I created businesses you know, that a 13-year-old can create a house painting businesses. And I booked bands and fraternities. It's like I created these businesses, gave them names and things. And, you know, I was doing that for a long, long time. Well, my background, my study background is in marketing and international business. And I, um, even though I did play in a rock band for a while, and I probably shouldn't have mentioned that, um, but it's a good thing I got it. You'll, you'll be glad I got it out of my system. I mean, it's, it's important. Um, you know what I'm, you, you garage band people know what I'm talking about. Um, I ended up, working with a fortune 50 company and went through a lot of different marketing roles, even, even product management, which is, you know, cost centered in an engineered product company. Um, I did industrial sales. I ran my own business. I worked for a research company for several years, calling on research managers. And then I served a high tech, you would call it a high tech ad agency focused on technology products, but it was really an integrated marketing communications firm. So we wrote speeches for CEOs, launched products in magazines, wrote scripts, created, you know, when email, you know, hit the scene and websites be became mandatory and, and the a whole media shifted from print to web. You know, I was right in the middle of it. And, and, and the, and in the beginning you get in the beginning of a year, if you will, with a client, you get a few minutes, a few you know, maybe 10% of your time for the year, you get to focus on where the brand is, where it's going, what it might need to evolve, and what you can recommend, how they can be more successful at their business strategy, or checking for misperceptions of the brand and clearing those up. And the rest of the time, it's execution. So I spent 17 and a half years as a head of high-tech ad agency, head of new business, calling on all kinds of industries, teaching the process of branding. We were members of a partnership worldwide. I'm certified global branding consultant. But when I was 50, I resigned that career because I figured I was going to have a heart attack and die. And I was like, I don't think I was created for this. And I changed my prayer. Lord, I think I'm going to resign this addictive career to reshape my life. Show me what you want me to do. I'm ready. And years later, I ended up being asked to help people with their brands. And while I was doing it out of kindness and out of a way to make some extra money, I realized it was a gift, not a skill. And so these days, really for the last seven years, and though it's going to be a lot more years, 
I work with individuals, but only you see above me, if you're, if this is video, you see a sign that says impact driven rich brands. I only work with individuals who as a person, as a single person entity, or as a, as they own a company who are driven to make impacts on other people's lives or on the world through their work or their business or their gift or their product or service. They are impact driven and they want to make a higher level impact. They want to reach more people or connect more with their purpose or leave a legacy. And they do not understand branding. They do not know how to build the stairs to get to that next level of, of awareness and coming alive. They feel their brand is falling flat. And I got and it is okay, and so is yours probably. So it's like you're going to hear some things like, "How do you keep your brand from falling flat today?" Because I know Rick's going to ask me a question of what makes a brand come alive. So, I, so I spent all those years, but now I'm helping individuals whom I know each of the people, and I do it in groups. I do it one on one, but mostly in groups, small groups, and we literally take people from lack of clarity in some cases to complete clarity based on them and who they are and the impacts they clearly see in their hearts. And we define the brands they must become to make those impacts. And it accelerates their process. It makes them successful faster. They get to impacts faster. They get to the money faster. Whoa, that's a surprise. And look, our businesses are not why we're here. They're a, they're a vehicle. So it builds branding, beautiful impact driven branding from the inside, builds a wonderful platform that you can step easily from what you do to why you're here. Praise God. So that's who I am and what I do. Well Hopefully said, that man. helps. Well said. I love that you're tying it to purpose. I know you're going to talk a lot more about that. Before we jump into the how, Mm. People that don't really understand the value of brand, have you got a study or from your experience, can you quantify or what are the benefits of uh, doing this branding exercise very well for your company? Well, uh, I can give you the big boy version and some references. If you okay. want to really go to school on it, somebody already has, and his name is David Auker, A-A-K-E-R. He's been writing books for years about the value of brand, you know, why you can charge more money, why it increases loyalty. What are the numbers? What do we really know? What's me what's measurable? And what, what do you measure? What you do you need to measure? And how can you prove that an investment has a return? if it's branding, David Ocker. So just look his stuff up. You'll find at least 14 books, but it's, it goes back to the eighties. All right. Um, these days, and if you're a solo solopreneur, or if you have a small company, I think the easiest way for me to share that with you is the way I share in my, in my workshops, in my half day, the brand, uh, branding you with impact. We do a half day, actually I have one coming up. Um, I do it every two months. And then I do a one day workshop where people actually work on their brands. I give them a workbook and in there is a page and it says, here's 25 things that people that run businesses or own a business say that they struggle with really common things. I make them up. I've been hearing them for years, by the way, I've been, I'm in my 45th year of defining and languaging brands. So mm -hmm. don't kid around. 
listen, I swear you'll get things you can use. So, and some of them will be nuggets and I'm going to say, write this down just because, you know, I don't want you to miss it. So, um, on this list of 25, well, well, on this list of 25. So let's, let's take some of the top 10 and you'll recognize them. Number one, um, we need better ways to say what we do. <laughs> Brands create confusion because they say it differently or whatever, and you're doing it uh, or you're not right. Uh, we don't get credit for what makes us outstanding. We're not really good at positioning ourselves versus competitors to charge what we're worth. We don't get qualified. We need more qualified traffic to our website. You know, qualified meaning they're your target audience and you can see it and you know it and you met and you track it because, <laughs> you know, so there's a whole bunch of them. And here's the point. When you define and language your brand clearly and consistently with consistent language that some of which is unique to your brand and it transfers energy. And I'll say that again, but, you know, write that down because that's one of the things that makes a brand come alive. Consistent language that transfers energy. Those 25 things either minimize or go away. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the easiest way I can say it to you. And it is, I see it over and over again. And, and, and there's a huge missing piece that makes brands not come alive. And frankly, big, big brands and little ones like yours, most brands fall flat. They fall flat when somebody says, what do you do? And you go, well, I uh, am a realtor. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I am a coach and I have a process, you know, and I, whatever. and people go, oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's fall flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I left my cigarette burning across the room. I don't smoke, but you know, but they don't either, you know, and they're like, <laughs> you yeah. get the idea. It's like, <laughs> just fall flat. But here's what, here's what, here's what you want. Ready? Well, Rich, um, you know, so your branding is so like, what do you do? If I said, you know, I manage the, the 31 uh, in, in, uh, iterative, uh, uh, step, powerful steps of the branding continuum, or I, or I gave you, you know, essence and, 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 and niche and, and all this entrancing language, and it would just put you to sleep and you'll go, oh yeah, yeah, one of those, yeah, yeah, whatever. But if I say, well, people say I put rocket fuel in their branding gas tank. No, wait a minute. What's the difference in the energy? It's huge. What does the second one mean? You have no idea. You get to fill in the blank. Rocket fuel in your branding gas tank. But if you do the, if your head turns sideways like a dog that goes like, you know, when you talk like, hey, Mr. Dog, and he goes, your head turns sideways and you go, I want that. What? What's in there? You know, the woman speaking tonight is an expert at body intelligent yoga. Oh my God, I've been doing yoga for years, but. I don't know what I don't body, know body intelligence. I want that. What's in there? Or it's the it's the baking of an intangible brand promise into language that now transfers energy. And now instead of falling flat, guess what you do? You come alive. It's as simple as powerful, consistent language that transfers energy. People aren't wow. good at it, and they they're not good at being consistent. But when things are defined and languaged in ways that they can they can step into their new brand shoes and there's ways they say things it's it is amazingly powerful and it's not trick it's it 
this process of impact-driven branding that I do now and that I've, you know, I mean, I'm a certified global branding consultant. We use big, big processes with big, big companies, but I've kind of taken it down to the individual level. They give this impact-driven branding process these seven steps that I write about in my forthcoming book give you access to your own authenticity, access to your authenticity, you know, your vision, what's in your heart, the impacts you clearly see you will make when your brand thrives. And it doesn't slap something on you that's from the outside that you have to become. It gets you credit. And that's one of those we don't get credit. It gets you credit for what makes you outstanding and it makes your brand, your umbrella brand that stands for everything about you and what you do come alive in a way that nobody can take it or say it's so, not you. So, Rich, what, what about examples, uh, concrete examples? I'm thinking of Apple in my head as you describe <laughs> all that, particularly in the early days when it was this global vision to get a computer on, you know, on the simple Apple and they were anti-IBM and we're going to get a personal computer on everybody's. That and they can charge charge more. They get a high loyalty, particularly in the early days. Remember people lining up to get there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking Apple. What are you thinking? When what, what are some examples of somebody that's demanded that's done the branding well, big or small company, and got all the benefits you're talking about? Thank you for asking the question because it's a it's an excellent question. Um, I will tell you that in my in my now branding career, where I help individuals help their brands come alive, I never <laughs> use big company examples because they're just irrelevant. The individuals cannot throw a hundred million dollars at their brand over the next three years, and, and you can. You can get credit for a lot of stuff with TV advertising and media ownership, and that's not in the cards for small brands. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of individuals. How's that? I'm going to pick ones that are really that you can identify with. So how many financial advisors are there in the world? <laughs> There's about, uploads, right? There's like about 20, 10 in my neighborhood. That's right. Well, there, there's 10 in my driveway right now. Okay. Yeah. So a man comes to me who's heard me speak at a, I think it was a Christian speaker's luncheon or something. And he comes to me and he says, look, I, I want I want to know if you can help me. I've been a financial advisor for 26 years and I've been trained to sell products and, you know, all this. It's, it's a kind of, I've learned that I'm not really helping people. I'm just selling products. And I don't want to do that. I want to help people at a whole higher level, particularly people that save a lot of money. You know, they have a successful business or they're really high, you know, highly paid executive W2, but they save a lot of money and they do not want to hand it to somebody that looks like a stock market, you know, company, typically two names and it's a horizontal logo. You know what I mean? I'm not going to mention any because I will get crap. Okay. But you know, the, you know, the format, you'll see it and you go, you can smell it coming. Uh Oh, okay. Okay. So I said, um, why don't you come to my workshop? And he came to the workshop and we, in one day he realized, you know, he saw his band 
coming alive on paper step by step because we do seven steps and he signed up to do brand accelerator group which is a seven day over eight weeks sometimes people start with very little clarity and they end up with complete clarity so that everything their brand says and does aligns with that picture of clarity that they have of how they're going to impact people's lives that they're going to touch it's amazing always works and it's pure them so he comes and um Days one, two, three began. There's a month break. Days four and five, another month break. Days six and seven, graduation. Day four, he comes and I said, uh, his name is Frank. I said, Frank, I've written a new, based on everything you've told me about you, you know, not only that you want to serve people at a higher level and, and people that save a lot of money, but that you told me that you're a man of faith and that you do prison ministry six nights a month, right? Oh yeah. yeah I do. So I see where his life is going and what's important to him and understand that's a bit of a destination. And imagine if we could combine what he does for a living with his, who he really is and why he's here. Right. And so I said, I I've written a new elevator speech. So here's the answer to your question. And he goes, oh, okay, so what is it? Oh, I said, oh, so I've named three books too. And he goes, oh, wait a minute, I'm not writing any books. I'm like, Frank, Frank, let's not jump. You know, books are a stake in the ground that moves a brand forward. Let's start with the elevator speech. He goes, okay, what is it? I said, so you get in the elevator, have your nice tie on, and somebody says, wow, so Frank, what do you do? And you say, well, for years, I served as a financial advisor. And you know how many of those there are. But I decided at a point that I want to serve people at a much higher level, particularly committed savers. And I created my own company, a special company called Safe Savings Options, using your money's power. And today, I serve as a saver's wealth advocate. Does that help? What do you say? Uh, it looked like this. <laughs> okay, that was an open mouth but um and i told me look the name of the first book and 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 we agreed we back and forth the name of the first book is um from broke to six figures six figures would be like you know what they're making and because they're saving money from broke to six figures <clears throat> steps to success in business and life and so, Frank, it's a book where you say, I made this mistake. Don't make this mistake. I was focused in this way. Don't make that same mistake. <clears throat> I used to do this. It didn't work. When I started doing this, it worked great. I suggest you just go right there from the start. You know, and there's little videos at the end of each chapter where it says, hi, thanks for thanks for coming to the Frank Spotlight. In chapter two, you read this. But here's what I did and put there that I want to share with you right in person. And now they get to know Frank from his heart. You get the idea? It's yeah. like, wait a minute. Has anybody in your family ever written a book? No. Did you ever think you'd write? No. Well, we had a ghostwriter that we bullet pointed what goes in each chapter and we named the chapters. And then she listened to him. She wrote it. We back and forth by the time. So that book from broke to six figures, steps to success in business and life, frankly, hey, you can see it on Amazon. It is a beautiful book. Those little QR codes, the Frank spotlights, they're marvelous. People will get to know him and go like, I like this guy really trust. Wow. He, you know, and he's sharing his own. So it starts to put the foundation of a brand that's truth telling and when he does talk about finances it's not like oh don't miss this it's it's not like wow there's millions of there's lots of it's like look the tax code says and i quote you know it's a truth telling brand 
It is a no exaggeration bullshit brand. No, bullshit, no exaggeration. It's not hype. It's not fear of fail. It's not fear of loss. It's just educating, protecting, and stewarding. So the logo we came up with, and you can't release, it's a seal. It looks like the seal of a university. And it has powerful words on it. Educating, protecting, stewarding, savers, wealth, advocate. That brand in that world comes alive. So, and it attracts exactly who he wants to attract. It's a great example, Frank. Let me So let me see if I can pull out a nugget here on how that you've already illustrated in that story. That was a fantastic story. So when you talk about financial advisors, that's the what. You know, I'm a financial... But when you switched it to Savers Wealth Advocate, it's that's the benefit. That's the well, and it has an intangible brand promise in it. Saver, if I'm a if I'm saving hundred thousand dollars a year, and I hear there's a company that is a Savers Wealth Advocate that says they educate, protect, and steward. Steward is a hint that maybe there's some faith involved because that's a word that's used in you know in in faith circles. Stewarding. But not necessarily, but it is. And and I might say, you know what? I want to know more about that. But you still don't know what he does. And so if you're in the elevator and you hear that speech, what you might go is, um, you know, I got to go, but can I have your card? <laughs> and your brand just came alive. Wow. That's, that's, I never heard a saver as well. Um, how do I reach you? Instead of, oh, that's nice. fall flat and we all know that feeling okay so i know you've got the seven steps but how would you articulate just on this podcast the how to develop a great brand is there is there a couple of steps or key success you know what i mean i could i can (laughs) i can speak for weeks but that's not what you want to hear um Because every area of marketing is an area that I have deep expertise in. So you don't want to talk about trademark law or, you know, trade dress. Come on, give me some weeks and I'll talk. Okay. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one thing and I'm going to call it the missing piece. Okay. Because many of you, and write this down. (laughs) Okay. The missing piece is vision. It's clarity. It's write the word clarity. It's clarity of vision. And there's two kinds of clarity. One is external. It's when you share what you see for the person whose life you know you can impact, the person whose life you want to touch, or their business, whatever you're selling. Maybe it's a business. Maybe you've got a product or a service, or maybe you're helping them release something from their you know, neurology, whatever you're doing, and you say, Here's what I see for you. Those are powerful words. Here's what I see for you. If you have connected with their heart, what's important to them, with who they are, with what makes them unique, and you say, here's what I see for you. And I know it might be difficult for you to see this for yourself, but take my, you know, here, take my arm. We'll take you there. Here's where I believe you can go. And and, and the, the clearer your vision is, for what you see for them, the more magnetic your brand is. 
it's just not there. People will say like, oh, you're a branding consultant. Oh, I just redid my website. What do you think? And I'll joke and say, well, why didn't you call me before you redid it? But I all look at it and say, well, okay. So, you know, you are a, um, a mobile massage therapist and use, it looks like you're a mobile, it has the list of massages that, you know, it's like, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Where's the section on your website that paints a really clear picture for what you see for your the people whose lives you're going to impact when they let the brand in, where's that picture? And they go, well, we don't have that. I'm going to back off in the microphone for a second here because I'm going to yell. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, why not? <laughs> so the point is, and write this down. This is a quote, the clarity with which your brand speaks shapes its impact. Many times the cl- the cl- the missing piece is the clarity of vision of what you see for them that will make a difference between the way you come across and the way somebody else comes across in the frank story you know particularly for people who are committed savers and a savers wealth advocate to to you know safe savings options using your money's power these are all language from the head of his target audience. There are careabouts that play over and over. I want to use my, I don't want to just hand somebody my money and then I can't use it forever and ever. And then it never comes back. I don't want that. This is language from the head of the target. We call it careabouts and we use the careabouts to bait the hook. So it's like, look, it's just a process. So yes. There are seven steps to impact-driven branding, and that's why I'm writing the book. And and look, I'm kidding around a title. It's not a book about branding. You're not going to hear about Apple. Believe me, you're not going to hear. You're going to hear. Here's the first thing you can do. Here's the next thing you can And think about it this way. And here's an example. Seven steps. It's called impact-driven branding. Seven steps to ensure your brand impacts people's lives and the world. It is a how-to book. And I've been doing how-to workshops. I do them every month. I do, you know, wake-up call half days every other month for people called uh, Branding You with Impact to reset what you even think about what brand is. Um, So, you know, the answer to your question is the missing piece is vision most powerful. But there are four things that make a brand come alive, and any of them missing will hurt you. So the first is congruence, making sure that the brand, the way it says what it does is congruent with who you are and what's in your heart. If you own the brand, if you're the champion, you know, you can't, if you're incongruent, you'll always be in conflict. So you've got to get that piece right. Or somebody has to make sure that when you define and language your brand, it is congruent with, with what's in your heart. And you know, who does that work when I, I do it all day long. So that's great. And I love it. Second is consistency inconsistency in a person makes you distrust them. Well, I never know what he's going to do. I never know what he's going to say. I never know what she's going to do. I never know why she's a loose cannon. You know, the drill it's like people, if people do the same thing over and over, you know what to expect. Brands are the same way. Consistency of the way it speaks, the way it shows up, the way it holds itself, the way it looks consistency. Just before you move on to three, internal clarity. You said external and you external. illustrated that. Oh, 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 there are two kinds of clarity. Yeah. External clarity is the vision you see for them. Internal clarity is the vision you have of whom you 
clearly see impacting and you really want to, and those levels of impacts that you clearly see your work, your gift, your skill, your calling can create. So if you go, look, if, if I say to you, whom do you clearly see impacting? Just give me one. And you know what? Don't make a list because we're all smart here. We're all human. We can make lists. Don't do it from your head. Oh, we can help plumbers. Yeah, no. Okay, do it from your heart. So if your heart goes, look, a, a, a single woman, special needs child, she's in her 40s, and she's she's working hard to provide for the child, but she's concerned that if something happens to her, you know, one of her care about says, what if something happens to me? Who's going to provide for the child? And what you do through your whatever it is, you provide a, a way for her to leave a legacy when she's for the child when she's gone. Oh my gosh, I know I can help that one. Right. Uh, the couple who just got married and they're just learning what it means to build a relationship that has a, a strong foundation of trust, or the couple is just about to get, you know, uh, to, to about to retire, or somebody that just had this happen to them in their life, or someone who is abused as a child sexually and they can't get over it and they're stuck and, and it and it impacts everything they think and everything they do. Whomever that is that's in your heart. The third one is consistent language that transfers energy. Okay. We talked about that before. And the fourth is recognizability. If you look 20 different ways, you're not recognizable. You want it recognizable. If, if, if you have a logo you, and you have a favic, you want a favicon that gets you credit for the logo so that when you post, that favicon is there and it reminds people who you are. It's like it all goes together the way you show up. What are you wearing? What's behind you? Um, what examples do you show? It's like consistency. It, 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 you want to be recognizable. Um, it's why King's Hawaiian Bread packages their rolls in orange packages. You know, it's like because they want you looking for the orange on the bread aisle because there was no orange on the bread aisle. Now it's like, oh, there it is. Okay. Like, sorry, you know, maybe that maybe that's a Southern California example, but uh, uh, they 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 won a wonderful uh, trade dress case when big companies decided, well, we're going to have our own Hawaiian bread, and made the stupid mistake of packaging in an orange, and they were sued for invading trade dress. It has nothing to do with the bread; it has to do with the way they dress it up and sell it. It's like it it it's trade dress. It, a trade dress never expires. Trademarks expire. Trade dress never expire. It's powerful. I love to talk about trade dress. We don't go there. Okay. So those four things make a brand come alive, okay. right? Congruence, consistency overall, a powerful language, hopefully some of which is unique, a savers wealth advocate. Oh my God, I want that. What, what, what is that? It's unique. And so if you type it in, guess where, guess whose website it's going to go to. Okay. So sometimes unique language that transfers energy. I want that. What's in there? Body intelligent yoga. Oh my God. I, what is that? I want, you know, <laughs> and so we, we write, oh, and, and, and recognizability. Those are the yeah. four. Yeah. So, so Rich, I love the Frank example. Have you got a second one that would illustrate some of these principles? I'm working on one right now. It's not, this woman is in my brand accelerator group. She runs a accounting firm 
um, you might call it, you know, bookkeepers, but she has 10 people that work for her. She's been in business quite a long time. And when we did discovery, I learned that first of all, she is really smart. She keeps herself on the cutting edge of what's going on in accounting. And these days, businesses are more virtual. They're more web-based. Matter of fact, some of are only virtual web-based. There's e-commerce involved. There's transactions where people never even meet. You know, it's like, and when you're tracking it and you're doing accounting for it, you've, you, you know, you've kind of got to do a better job. And people have people who run their businesses that are like all over the place. They're not just in the office. So it's like, there's this whole technology foundation behind the bookkeeping and accounting business. And it's not just a general ledger anymore. There's things attached to it. You know, there's things that track this and things that track that, and there's merchant service and there's, you know, payroll and there's, you know, all these think of the term tech stack. Tech? Tech stack. It means all those pieces that you have that help you, you know, do what you do. Well, some people's tech stack is not strategic. It's a hodgepodge. It's like a quilt that like, do these things really all belong on this quilt? You know, it's like, because it got pieced together, you know, over time. So her category one expertise is simplifying that we've written that's unique language the woman speaking at the you know rate at the um i'm gonna use your word at the scale your business effectively conference is an expert at simplifying the tech and accounting decisions the critical simplifying the critical tech and accounting decisions that enable your business to touch millions, to reach millions. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. I think that, so she's the expert at simplifying the critical tech and accounting decisions that enable your business to reach millions. Millions of what? Well, millions of dollars, millions of people, whatever. Okay. You you get it. Intangible brand promise. Somebody wants to grow. Somebody's in a rapid growth industry and, and it's, and it says the tech and accounting, the critical tech and accounting decisions. So it's like, huh, I never really thought about that. We've been pasting it together. No one, maybe I can't grow because I'm holding myself back. I ne- I'm going to listen to her. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're in the process of defining what makes this company that could be, you know, that's just a bookkeeper with a heart. Not good enough. Sorry. These days. And so when she unwrapped, look, a lot of people are in unique industries and there's general ledger software that's really good for that. We know a lot of those and we, we help. First thing we do is we look at where they're going and what they see for the bit. And then we look at the text and we make sure that they have the right one because they, they probably are holding themselves back. You know, they're wasting time. Things can be automated. Things can be systematized. That's who you want as your bookkeeper okay is that a bookkeeper yeah that, that bookkeepers that are like uh that thing. goes in column this column that goes yeah. in this is that a bookkeeper this is a strategic decision guider that simplifies the 
the critical tech and accounting decisions you need to make, you get to make, but you don't know how to, you're not in that zone. You're running your business. Love your passion. But yeah, that means way more than, oh, I'm a bookkeeper or I'm an accountant. And we're about to name and tagline the business. We're, we're that close. Right now, we're looking at 50 competitor set members, types of companies that if somebody looked, oh, I need, what would they find? And how do these people position themselves? And what do they say? And what, and our positioning, because positioning has to be unique. I mean, that's what positioning is. It's competitive, comparative. So you have to write a language of a positioning that is unique and defensible. Nobody can take it away. That's truly based on them. Remember congruence? <laughs> right. And okay. <laughs> you know, some people go like, oh my God, my head hurts. But that's okay. My head doesn't hurt. We do this all day, all day long. It's just a process. And that's why I'm writing the book. So Rich, what my CEO friends are whispering in my ear right now, that mm. I coach, and they want me to ask you this question before I uh, let people know how they can find you. What, how do you measure? How, how, if I'm a CEO running a company and I believe your message on brand, how would I measure that I have a good brand? Is it just that the company is growing or is there more specific measures that you can coach our CEOs to look at to make sure they're developing a brand that makes an impact? Well, you you wrapped a couple of questions together. One is how do you know you have a good brand? And one is that makes an impact. Um, so one part is about knowing and the other part is about getting credit. All right. And and the bit the one that your brand really needs is getting credit. So I'm gonna uh, knowing is one thing, but getting credit is another thing. So I'm going to talk about testimonials, the power of testimonials. Okay. And how do you know? So listen carefully and imagine you have defined and languaged your brand very clearly so that it has special language that transfers energy and it's consistent. And the images that was created for brand are consistent, recognizable. You've done the homework. Your brand is ready to metaphorically open its mouth and, and not fall flat. How do you know that it's a good brand? When your testimonials include the characteristics that you must get credit for, because that's part of the definition. What In order to make these impacts that we wrote down, what characteristics must the brand get credit for in order to make those impacts? Oh, it must get credit for being trustable. It must get credit for, for being uh, um, uh, empathetically listening. It must get credit for being systematizing. Whatever those are, you got to get credit for them. And you know, in the in the situ in the case of categories of expertise, uh, getting credit for those categories of expertise. And I have one client who one of his categories of expertise is resourcing you to rise from the ashes of your life. It's like whoa, that's big. It's a coach, and resourcing. You know, people are in the ashes; they don't have resources. Like uh, okay. 
and it could be resource, you know, everything's burned down or it could be metaphoric, but, but still, um, to get credit for those things, you must get credit to make your impacts. So it's in the power of the testimonials. You can, <laughs> don't misunderstand this. When your brand is language clearly and defined clearly, like the process will allow you to do, you can write testimonials in advance. And I'm going to differentiate. Testimonials would be the work had this impact on me. You know, I used to feel a weight on my shoulders and now that weight is gone. Whatever. Endorsement would be this book should be all around the world. The power of this work is it gives people access to something that they can change their life with. You know, the importance of it's an endorsement of the importance of the work versus this, the testimonial of the impact that was on me when I, you know, whatever, went through it or took the course or, you know, used this person as a coach or learned this process, whatever. Testimonial and endorsement. Those can be written in advance, like you picture a client that you know you're going to impact a type of person they're on your step two you've written them down what will they say and you write it i love that forward thinking <laughs> and you use your characteristics and you yeah. use your expertise and in and you write it mind. with their heart and then you send this list to people you're about to come out with your first book but you leave the first 14 pages open for testimonials and endorsements and you want some on the back but you send the book with that section blank and you say, I haven't published the book yet. Please read this. And, and, and if you want to, you know, if any of these testimonials, cause you've witnessed the work you've been involved with any of these testimonials or endorsements of the importance of the work resonate with you, just tell us which one and we'll use that or write your own. Seriously. You can actually do that. Uh, yes. If you didn't write that down, you know, write it down. Just remember it, it's okay. Because if they go, oh my gosh, this is exactly how I feel. Guess whose characteristics are in there? Yours. And it's like if you're if the idea is to get credit for what makes you outstanding and you've languished it, why wouldn't you feed it to them? Or when they call you and they go, oh my God, and you say, Oh, I, I'm gonna send you an email of what I just heard you say, and you send it and you say, I'm not sure what word you use, but this is what I heard. And you use your word, and they go, Yeah, that's great. You can use that. It's just a process. Brands come alive because they're managed well. They're defined well. They have a vision of where they're going and they make sure that they put stakes in the ground. And maybe that's a book or maybe that's your new podcast. Maybe that's the course. Maybe that's, you know, your one-on-one -on -one or your mastermind. Brand puts stake in the ground to move the brand in momentum from step to step to step towards the vision that you have for the brand or that it's been created for you because somebody listened to your heart and said, this is what I see for you. And you go, yeah, how do we do that? And, and, and now you have a brand that's language and it has titles and subtitles of content to get you credit for your increasingly higher levels of, of expertise out into time. And it's all done in advance. And now you just need to execute. Are you resonating with <laughs> if you like the sound of that, you love what I do. It's like it's not about me. It's about it's just a process. 
And that's why I'm writing the book. And yes, I'm a, yes, I have a lot of passion and yes, I have a lot of energy and I feel like I'm 30 years old and I will not tell you how old I am. You're just going to have to find me and, you know, figure it out for yourself. But I feel like I'm starting my life again because I get to touch one person or 10 people or a hundred people or a thousand people at a time, open a door of awareness for them and help them be more successful in their business and create a platform that makes it easier for them to step into their purpose. Praise God. Oh, and that's one of our new marketing metrics. Praise God. And here's how that sounds. People come to the one day workshop after I've spent a little time and we've wrote, we wrote their first impact statement. So they have something to use all day long and they sit there and they do steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or in one day. And they, and they go, they say this, I'm I am watching, I cannot believe this. I'm watching my brand come alive on paper, like in writing in front. This is amazing. Praise God. Well, there's another one. <laughs> we count them. <laughs> Testimonial. You know, Rick. Yeah, exactly. There's an example. What did, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Did I hear you say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so Rick, um, let's, let's, we're out of time, but let me tell people where they can find you. And mm. what else is coming up in your life? You've talked about the book and workshops. So why don't you detail some of that? Email. I'm going to give you two things, two gifts. One is my email address. And I want you to email me and just say blueprint. Email rich. I hope you get that part right. Seriously. Rich <laughs> at richbrands, R-I-C-H-B-R-A-N-D-S dot O-R-G. Please don't get the O-R-G part wrong. Rich at richbrands.org, blueprint, say whatever you want to say, but say blueprint, I will send you a copy of your impact-driven branding blueprint. And what that is, is a document where I speak from my heart to yours. Here's what you can do right now. And it'll be helpful. It could be a blessing to your business and to your life. So that's number one. Number two is I offer a series of videos. And, you know, that might sound like, oh, yeah, great, great. But look. What's a missing, the world confuses people on, on purpose about branding to sell you stuff. Straight talk is rare. There are a series of questions that you want to ask and you need to ask, but you're not going to get straight answers. I wrote, I, these are straight answer videos. <laughs> okay. And it's at thebrandyouwillbecome.com. If that helps, it's obvious. That's the vision I have for you. It's like the brand you will become is the brand that allows you to be way more impactful, way more abundant, and way more in purpose on purpose. It's eight videos, total 18 minutes. It's not a big deal, but you watch all eight and you will get straight answers that you will help you reset what you think about branding and it's not jargon and it's not entrancing language. It's just straight talk. Okay. Wow, that, that is huge value. Huge and what's value. next is my book, the uh, impact driven branding seven steps to ensure your brand impacts people's lives in the world is scheduled for publishing before the end of this year. We think late, late uh, November. We haven't picked that date, but I will pick that date. It's anticipating things that I'm doing early next year. And I'm creating two podcasts. One is called 
impact-driven branding with Rich Kozak. And it's a series of eight mini podcasts that literally talks you through impact-driven branding so that people can listen to one or listen to another and they're there and they'll be posted on the website. And the second, and, and that's me speaking, I'm not interviewing somebody. The one I'm about to create and then launch in about a month is called Impacts Abundance on Purpose. And it's not about branding, although I can't open my mouth without referring to branding, but it's about a bigger picture. It's about why we're here. And it's about the process of getting it right and realizing, oh, we're really here for a reason. And we get to either step into it or not. We get to be in our higher selves or our lower selves. We can be greedy or we can be generous, you know, and when we make decisions about our businesses and how maybe our business and our faith maybe work together or not, or our business and our purpose all of a sudden are heading the same direction. These are good decisions. <laughs> and how do you do that more effectively? And how do you, in your language, you know, how do you scale and make it more effective and make it more impactful and, and in, increase your reach and increase your impacts? How do you do that? You know, we use the term higher level a lot. So that podcast is about to launch. So those are the two things I'm focused on, the big ones, the book publishing and the podcast launching. And that podcast, I'm interviewing. Rich Kozak, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You've dropped tons of value. Look forward to seeing your book. Look forward to seeing the hearing the podcasts. And I hope our listeners will get a sense of the value of brand for their business, whether they be small, medium, or large, and that you'll take Rich up on his offer on all these awesome freebies and, and uh, type in Blueprint and get some of these free resources that Rich is talking about to help you scale your business. So Rick, again, thank you for doing another, what you do. Yeah. yeah thank you, Rich. Uh, take care. Another continuous improvement for life podcast. Have a good week. <laughs>